This is episode 79 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today we'll talk about idolizing talents with Heather Friesen. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers. I am so glad that you are here. We have an awesome guest, Heather Friesen, uh, who's actually a professional beach volleyball player, and she's going to tell some of her story and how she kind of learned that she was idolizing volleyball uh, in her life and how we can address idols in our own lives. But before we dive into that, I want to once again point you to our website, christiantravelers.net. There we have other faith and travel resources, We are now starting to book trips, which is very exciting, and we'll pair that with some Christian travel resources. And then, of course, we have links to Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, etc. But without further ado, Heather Friesen is a public speaker, professional beach volleyball player, and foremost, she is a Christian. She lives in Los Angeles with her husband of two and a half years, Isaac. Hi, Heather. How's it going? Hi, it's going really well. Thank you for having me here today. I'm excited. Yes, we are excited to hear about your story. So tell us a little bit about how you got involved in volleyball. Yeah, so my family is very big into sports. So just growing up, I played, um, was really wanting to be involved in sports. And my first love, I always say, was softball. (laughs) Um, So I love playing that, but I'm the youngest of three. And my older sister, uh, as I was getting a little bit older, she just said, Heather, you're tall, you should play volleyball (laughs) because she played also. Um, And so I just said, okay, I mean, I guess I'll try it, why not? And I tried out for a club team, I think, going into uh, eighth grade. I had been playing in, on my school team since fifth grade, but tried out for club, and then it just kind of exploded from there. I realized that I was pretty good and wanted to get even better. Um, and like my sister said, I was tall, so that was an advantage for me. <laughs> so it just went from there, and I just, yeah, fell in love with volleyball. Nice. I'm guessing you've gotten to travel a lot for volleyball. What has been your favorite place that you went to? Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah, I always say volleyball has what it is the reason for all of my travel. Like I would still be in Indiana right now if it wasn't for volleyball. <laughs> um, that's a tough one. I think I would have to say Hawaii um, because I played at University of Hawaii for a year and a half and Hawaii is just an incredibly amazing place and I was so blessed to have that opportunity to play there. It's definitely my favorite place and I miss it every day. Hawaii is gorgeous. I've never yeah. been, but the pictures look beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you have to go. Everyone listening, you have to go to Hawaii <laughs> sometime in your life. Oh, yes. So in terms of like growing up in your faith life, how what did that look like? Uh, were you an active Christian? What what was your faith life like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was born and raised Catholic in like a very Catholic family, um, and I personally was a very devout Catholic. Um, I was an altar server at Mass, and I would sing in the choir and would go up and like read the readings at Mass. Um, And I actually dressed up as a nun for Halloween in seventh grade because I 
legitimately wanted to be a nun <laughs> at that okay. time in my life. So I had all this devotion to the to the religion, but I I didn't really understand what a relationship with God was. Um, I was thankful for just the things that I learned and the background that I had, um, knowing that Jesus was God and um, and all of those kinds of things. But yeah, I, I just didn't didn't really put any emphasis on that relationship or really reading my Bible or anything like that. Um, so that's how I grew up, just very, very into my religion. And that went all the way through almost both of my college experiences at Western Kentucky and University of Hawaii. So was um, kind of started navigating through that a little bit more when I was at Hawaii. But um, yeah, that's how I grew up. And you kind of had a tragic or terrifying kind of experience you um, that kind of changed that relationship for you. Can mm-hmm. you tell us that story? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So as I mentioned, I played beach volleyball at University of Hawaii. This was my, it was a fifth year. I was working on getting my master's and uh, anyone who knows the sport of volleyball uh you know that indoor volleyball is way different from beach volleyball. And so I had played indoor volleyball my entire life and I was a middle hitter. So the only thing that I ever knew how to do was hit and block. And then when I went to University of Hawaii, I hadn't really played much beach. I don't know why they recruited me, but they did. And I'm grateful for that. Um, But I got there And I just realized that I was not very good. And so um, my first season there, uh, I, like I said, wasn't very good, but I tried really hard and I got to be on the travel team, which was my goal. I was like, okay, at least I have to be on the travel team. (laughs) Um, And then going into the next season, I was determined to be on the number one team. So I worked really, really hard to be on that top team. And about two weeks before the season, my coaches put me with the best girl on the team. And I was like, I made it. (laughs) I'm on the number one team. And we had a chance to win the national championship that year. So we were super excited. Um, And then a week before our season was set to start, I decided to go on this hike with some of my friends. And it was one that I'd never done before. There were some waterfalls on the hike, but I was really excited because I'd heard good things about it. So went on this hike with a group of, it was me and um, five other people, I believe. Uh, And we got to the first waterfall after hiking for about an hour. And I was up at the top with my friend who had invited me on the hike. And I just thought, okay, how many times do you get to look over the edge of a 50 foot waterfall? So I'm going to take this opportunity. So I had my GoPro on also. Um, I turned my GoPro on and I just started walking slowly towards the edge of the waterfall. And I still have the video. You can see it all on video. My foot stepped on this little trickle of water that was kind of in the shadows, so I didn't see it very well. And my right foot just came out from under me. So I started free falling down this 50-foot waterfall. And... I tried to grab on. I thought my friend's going to pull me up. Everything's going to be okay. But it was too slippery, so I just kept falling. Um, lots of thoughts went through my head. One of the things I thought was, okay, Heather, you need to land on your left side, 
because you're right-handed, so you don't want to mess up your hitting shoulder. (laughs) So uh, I did. I landed on my left side on the rocks around the basin of the waterfall. And I fell into the water, which was only about three feet deep um, from there, came up, realized, okay, I can't really breathe right now. I want to just get to the hospital and figure out what's wrong with me. So my friend came down to help me over to the side, and I had to wait for about 40 minutes for a helicopter to come get me because I couldn't walk out and my friends couldn't carry me. So, um, yeah, it was just this waiting game that I had to play and was trying to take deep breaths during this whole time. But there are some just amazing God moments that I want to touch on throughout this whole journey of recovering from this accident. But just in those 40 minutes, first of all, there was a random hiker who was best friends with the air evacuation crew who was passing by. So he, <laughs> he was able to text them our exact location so that they could get there quicker. So that was a blessing. Um, also one of the, one of the people that was with us on the hike, um, he had to leave by himself uh, and go back early before my accident happened. And he told me later when I was in the hospital that <clears throat> he didn't know why, but on his way back, he felt like he needed to stop and pray for us. So he just got this feeling and he got down on his knees and started praying for us on the way back and then found out later what had happened and was like, okay, this is why I was prompted to pray. <laughs> so, um, and then the helicopter was almost there. I could hear it. And all of a sudden, this big group of my friends from the church that I was going to at the time just so happened to show up. It was this Christian church that um, my boyfriend and I were going to, who's my boyfriend, who's now my husband. Um, <laughs> and so they just so happened to be on the hike on the same day at the exact same time when there's so many other hikes they could have gone on that day. <laughs> so they saw me and just instantly started praying for me. And this was such a comfort for me in that moment. And God was literally sending people to be there for me, to pray for me, and just showing me how much he loved me in this moment. (laughs) Um, So I was very thankful for that. And then once they put me on the stretcher to go on this helicopter ride, I realized, okay, they're not even taking me up into the helicopter. I'm just going to be hanging from this rope from the helicopter for the duration of this ride. (laughs) So I was very terrified at first, uh, but then I remember coming up through the trees and looking at the sun and being so warmed by it because I had been really cold laying in that water. Um, And I kid you not, that helicopter ride was the most peaceful moment of my life. And it sounds really weird to say because it was uh, a very, very terrifying circumstances, <laughs> uh, but I just felt God's presence in a way that I never have before and never still haven't even to this day. Um, and I kept repeating to myself over and over again, God's got me. I know I'm going to be okay. And yeah, just from that moment, I knew that I was in God's hand and he was going to be there for me every step of the way. So were you able to like look out and see your surroundings and see Hawaii flying by or were you <laughs> kind of limited? Question. I couldn't really because they had me so strapped in and they ha- they put me in a neck collar even though I didn't hurt my neck. Um, so 
I couldn't really look anywhere. I just remember seeing the sun. That was the main thing. And just how beautiful of a day it was outside. There was not a cloud in the sky. So um, that that's what I really remember from the helicopter ride. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was on this helicopter ride. I got to the hospital and I found out that my damage was 10 broken ribs, a collapsed lung, and I fractured my scapula, also my shoulder blade on the left side. Um, so all this damage was on the left side of my body. And I had to have surgery to get my ribs plated because they're so out of place. So I have about five plates and 60 screws still in there holding my ribs together. Um, and then I was in the hospital for about two weeks and found out my doctor said it would be six months to a year uh, before I could play volleyball again, if I could play volleyball again. So that was a really tough realization for me, realizing that <clears throat> I had worked really, really hard to be in this top position for my team, and <clears throat> I was about to be out for the whole season. So, um, yeah, just a really, really tough and devastating time in my life. I know, like, just some people who take their ACLs or things like mm -hmm. that, they end up kind of just going through a lot of emotional reflection and mm -hmm. all of that as they recover. How did you fare? Mm. Yeah, I. it's funny because I had never really had a serious injury before. And I, like, anyone that knows me knows that I'm a hard worker. I'm always working out, doing something every day. So this was really different for me because I couldn't do anything for a while. So I feel like this was God telling me to take some time and slow down and just spend more time in reflection with him and spend more time with him. And so I'm really grateful for that. Um, because if it wasn't for these, it was about four and a half months before I played again. If it wasn't for that, then I don't know where I'd be right now as far as my attitude with volleyball, but I really got to spend some time um, just, yeah, diving into my relationship with God. And like I said, I didn't really have that growing up. So um, I had to rely on God more than I ever had in my life because I kind of just went my whole life just relying on my own hard work and didn't really realize that, hey, there's a God who has gotten me to where I am today. <laughs> um, so that was a really big realization for me in the months after my accident. Um, and I just got to draw extremely close to the Lord. And even though it was really difficult for me to sit out in volleyball and watch my team play, I'm really thankful for those moments that I had with the Lord after my accident. Were you able to play ever on that number one team or how did things kind of span out with that? Um, this was actually, this was my senior season. So it was my last year. Um, I think I could have tried to get uh, a red shirt and I could have tried to play another year. Um, but I prayed about it and thought about it and just really felt like that wasn't what God wanted me to do. Um I had an opportunity to go train in Sweden, actually, uh, that summer after I graduated, and I just wanted to kind of move on with life. I was going to graduate with my master's, um, and I wanted to move to California eventually to pursue the professional beach volleyball scene. So um, 
yeah, I just kind of realized, well, this is it for me, for my college experience. For a lot of people, there are different things that we idolize, whether it's our talents, our career, etc. And that can kind of get in the way of clouding just our relationship with God. Um, what advice or wisdom do you have from this experience for people kind of struggling yeah. with that? Yeah. Um, first of all, I think it's really hard to realize that you have an idol in your life um, because it just becomes something that's every day for you. you. You're going through the motions of life and you don't really realize um, what's what that is sticking out to you. And if I could just share really quick about how I finally realized volleyball was an idol yeah. in my life. Um, yeah, so I this was about a month or two after my accident happened and once again was having just lots of time with reflection with the Lord. Um, <clears throat> and there was this one day in particular that was a a bad day. I mean, I had lots of bad days around those times, but this was a, an especially bad day. And so I laid down at night and was like, okay, God, I just need to hear from you right now. And so I picked up my phone, um, and tried to type in Psalm 37 and just look it up. Uh, I don't know why, but that's the Psalm that came to mind. Um, and then my fingers kind of slipped and I typed in Psalm 73 instead. Um, and I never read this before, but I just said, okay, God, I'm going to read what you put in front of me. So um, I started reading, and the first two verses say, Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. So here I was about a month or two after I had just slipped and fallen off a waterfall, and God is putting the scripture in front of me about feet slipping. <laughs> so... I was like, okay, Lord, I don't know what you have for me, but I'm going to keep reading. You've gotten my attention. <laughs> so the psalmist goes on to talk about how in his own personal life, he has um, looked at these people who have worldly success and fame, and he's confused because he doesn't have that, but he has God, and the people that have that success and fame don't have God. So he's kind of frustrated and doesn't really understand it. And I was in the same spot in my life at that time and like wanting all the success and fame with volleyball um, and just devastated by my injuries. Um, and he gets to a point where he just comes before God and realizes, okay, the difference is that God, I have you in my life and I will be with you for eternity. But these people who don't have you, who uh, just focus on the worldly successes and fame, um, they're going to perish when, when the end comes. And so that was a wake-up call for me because I finally realized, God, I'm so sorry. I've been putting my sport above you, and you are the most important thing in my life. <laughs> um, so it was like this light bulb went off in my head. Um, and I think that was truly the moment for me where I decided to just abandon everything that I tried to work so hard for and just uh, follow God's will for my life. That was the moment right there. Um, <clears throat> and the end of Psalm 73 has some really comforting words too. So I would 
suggest reading it. And then the very last verse says, I will tell of all your deeds. Um, so I feel like that's been God's call in my life just to share my story with others because he has worked in amazing ways and you can't deny how he has just been in every second of my, my life. Um, since I was born, but like, especially since my accident, you can really see it. So anyway, that's how I finally realized that I had an idol in my life. Um, and yeah, I think it's, like I said, it's really hard to realize what those idols are. Um, but I, I think there's a couple questions that you can ask yourself when trying to figure out what idols do I have in my life. One of those questions is where, uh, what do I spend the most time thinking about? <laughs> and the other one is what do I spend the most money on in my life? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think that those are two things that um, when you think about it, you can really hone in on what what things or people or it's your job, whatever it is, um, are taking over your life and getting in the way of your relationship with God, because that's what an idol is, right? It's something that you put, um, before God and you distort the order that, that he has designed for this world. So, um, yeah, those are two reflection questions that I think can really help reveal, uh, what idols we have in our lives. (laughs) I think those are two really good reflection questions because it's true. What we spend our time thinking about or investing in often Mm -hmm. tends to reflect what is our priorities. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing that God put that verse or really that Mm -hmm. chapter in front of you at such a pivotal point. Mm -hmm. How did you, in that moment, you decided or recognized that volleyball was your idol. Mm-hmm. But what steps did you take to kind of change that mindset and change your priorities? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think that uh, as time goes on and as I've been farther removed from that moment, um, I, it's kind of weird, but I realize even more how pivotal of a moment that was in my life. But I think in the in the few days and weeks and months after that moment, um, it was a little more difficult to figure out like what steps I take from there. Um, Mm. but I think that the thing that, um, it, it was, it was mostly my mindset that I had to change. Um, and honestly, like being an athlete, I still play today. I'm, playing in California. Um, but it's something that I have to remind myself of daily that I need to put God above my sport. Um, (laughs) because it's so easy to fall back into that trap. Um, what I really realized was that God was the one who had given me all these talents and abilities and who had saved my life and given me a second chance to play the sport that I loved. So when I went back for my first practice after my accident, I was terrible. And (laughs) It was so hard for me to stomach because I had been playing so well before the accident, but I was thankful because I realized that God gave me this kind of like a, it's like I pushed a refresh button and I was able to just start over completely. But the difference was that I was able to glorify God in my sport 
from then on instead of glorifying myself. So Mm. prior to the accident, I had just been like so proud of myself and all the hard work that I had done to get where I was and to be on that number one team. Um, But once the accident happened and I realized that it was God who saved my life, I realized that he is the one to thank for everything that I have, for the life that I have, for the abilities to play the sport. So um, kind of bringing it full circle, like I said, this is what I have to remind myself of every day, like just realizing that um, there's a great God who has given me these, these things that I can do, and I don't need to idolize those talents and abilities he's given me, but um, I need to use them for his glory. And I, I think that that can be difficult to figure out how to do that. But um, once we realize that that's what we need to do, um, and then pray through it and kind of reflect on it, I think that that can um, change our lives in amazing ways. (laughs) Amen. And definitely something that all of us can be working on in once we start to recognize those idols and definitely praying through and working on changing our mind step kind of one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's a process. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. So is there anything else that you would like to address in this episode in particular? Um, I think so. Whenever I share my story, yeah, one of the main things I share is just um, how how I realized that volleyball was an idol in my life. Um, but I think, um, just as encouragement, another big thing that I realized from my accident was just, just how much that God loves me. (laughs) Like, I don't think I fully grasped that before the accident happened. Um, but I just realized that he, he loves me and he loves each and every one of his children um, just an immense amount that we can't even fathom. And just because he loves us so much, like we can just be comforted and know that we have a caring and loving father with us every second of every day. And that has really helped me, um, especially in current circumstances with COVID and everything. I just know that I have, my hope is in the Lord. And I know that I'll be with him for eternity and um, I would, yeah, I just want to encourage the listeners to be aware of that same fact that God loves you so much, like infinitely more than we could ever imagine. And um, whenever we go through anything, he's with us every step of the way. And so I hope that can be as great of a comfort to others as it is to me. (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, one of the questions that I always ask our podcast guests is what has been the biggest God moment in all of your travels? Mm. Yeah, I, that's, I love that question so much. Um, so I could point to many, um, but one thing that I think sticks out to me is, as I mentioned, I went and trained in Sweden after I graduated from University of Hawaii and I'd never been to Sweden before it was kind of just this random thing that I was doing with this coach I met in Hawaii um 
but I was there for a couple months and I didn't know the language. I look Swedish because I'm tall and blonde. So people <laughs> would speak Swedish to me and I would just give them a blank look and say, I'm sorry, I only speak English. <laughs> um, but what was really cool about that was I, I felt like I was pretty much just on my own. And it was just like me and Jesus on this journey in Sweden. <laughs> and because... I would be like on the train going somewhere. I couldn't use my phone because I didn't have a international plan. So wasn't on my phone. I would just sit there, listen to the people around me, but they were speaking Swedish. So I didn't know what they were saying. So I, I just spent a lot of time um, with God and that was truly, truly awesome. Um, and <clears throat> in fact, when I was in Sweden was when I made the the decision on my own finally to go to just a Christian church and um, <clears throat> not a Catholic church and I I think that was um, that was just really helpful for my personal growth and and with my faith with God um, I I I had to travel like an hour and a half to get to this church and I was on my own and I was so scared I wasn't gonna make it but that moment was very pivotal for me because um, it was like I was finally taking a step into making my faith and my relationship with God my own. So um, I'm really thankful for that time. Even though I didn't know Swedish, I got to spend time with Jesus. And that was just a really, really, really sweet time. So yeah, that's what stands out to me. That's awesome. And it's yeah. awesome that that experience kind of grew your faith life and your ownership of your faith walk even more yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, Heather, we have really enjoyed having you on our podcast. How can our guests connect with you outside of this episode? Yeah, so I am on social media. So you can find me um, in Facebook, Heather Friesen. Um, on Instagram, Heather Friesen underscore three is um, where you can find me. And then I also have a website so you can check out um, some, just some more content and information about my accident and, uh, and all that. And that is www.friesenspeaks.com. And that's F-R-I-E-S-E-N speaks.com. Um, and I, yeah, I'm doing uh, public speaking now to share my story. So um, you can find out a little bit more about that. Um, <clears throat> if you have any questions about that, there's a contact form on my website. So um, that's a good place to go for all that. Wonderful. And I will make sure to put links to all of that in the description below. But okay. Heather, we've really enjoyed having you share your story with us today. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. And um, I hope and pray that people can be encouraged by what God has done in my life. Absolutely. Well, Christian Travelers, I hope that you have enjoyed listening to Heather's story and uh, that you'll take some nuggets of wisdom back with you and consider what idols are currently in your life. But until next time, safe travels and God bless.